cool, refreshing taste of Coca-Cola. Your lack of faith is disturbing. Believe it. Leave that in. What's going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 217 of the Geeks Underground podcast. My name is Cody Omer. I'm here with Shelly Waltar. Hello. And LJ Lowry. What up? We are not sponsored by Coca Cola, but uh, hey, Coca Cola, if you want to get at me, uh, do so. <laughs> Today we're geeking out about Vikings, Star Wars, and more Star Wars because we're recording on Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you a couple days late. For the listeners but uh yeah a lot of star wars stuff happening right now obviously which is good we need some some pick-me-ups in the weird weird times that we're living in mm-hmm. but very special spot shout outs to our patreons at patreon.com slash geeks under grace specifically brian strother jordan garner case cobble sam watson hannah bacon dan alo trey Brayband, peter tello michael miller jr hannah goose dalton burton michael and caleb ardwin thank you so much for uh, all that you give we really appreciate you a lot. Uh, there were two more things before I wanted to jump into the podcast. First of all, congratulations to Joe Morgan, Yay. who yes, and and his wife, Mrs. Morgan. Oh my god! Super exciting. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Came by quick. What the heck? Yeah. Wasn't he like Super just like, up now. like two weeks? Ago? Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. No, it's longer. Two no, weeks no, no. ago. I'm just saying it feels like that. Like that when he was on the yeah. podcast with us. Like, well, like when he, I think it was supposed to supposed be a little to... bit later, but because of everything yes. that's been going on with the uh, COVID-19 stuff, they had oh, to cancel yeah, yeah. the big ceremony. So they're just kind of You know what sucks, too, is that a bunch of stuff is opening like this month. So he still could have done it. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I'm not moving was... my wedding day. I'm just I'm still changing it up. There's not going to be a lot of people there, but right. The second thing, I just wanted to I want to bring this up. I really appreciate the listeners for not grilling me on the extraction movie because uh, I didn't have a lot of great things to say about it, uh, and it's doing extremely well. And I was a little nervous. Uh, it's like Netflix, possibly Netflix's top movie. They're saying really. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. So, like, one of the best, like, most well-doing uh, Netflix original movies. Um, which I get, I guess. But I'm sticking to my opinion. And uh, thank you guys for not just, like, tweeting at me and wrecking me for it. I was like, oh, no. I want to hear I'll about it. I'll have to watch it at some point. Just to, just to see what it's all about. Yeah, it just wasn't my, my cup of tea. But, uh, you know, like I'm saying, uh, it was very well received so maybe you shouldn't take my word for it all right let's get into some video games i'm interested in the streets of rage 4 thing lj it's so good um so <laughs> it's amazing it's like my game of the one of my game of the year contenders Yo. really oh uh, yeah so it's a beat-em-up and so beat-em-ups really aren't like a major thing like shoot 'em ups are still around like you know they're pretty right they're, they're pretty existent um so you say beat 'em up you mean like double dragon like and double dragon bad dudes golden axe yeah so there there are there there are some of these around like river city girls and stuff like that there's one i reviewed mm-hmm. that i really liked a couple years ago called wolverblade and it was like a it was like a celtic like scottish like beat 'em up self-shaded looking deal kind of like this oh yeah um 
So, Streets of Rage is uh, from uh, publisher uh, .mu. I, they did a couple other games like Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap. Uh, a couple other things like that where uh, they were just kind of bringing back these old franchises. And so, cool. Streets of Rage is legit. It's got this comic book art style. Uh, it's got the same mechanics of, like, the original Streets of Rage game, but there's, like, a lot of cool things you can do where, like, if you get enough combo or get enough points, you can uh, actually heal up a little bit, like, of your health instead of, like, okay. just having to grab items. Uh, if you get enough points, you can also get an extra life, which is neat. Uh, there's, like, a bunch of unlockables. Uh, like, you can unlock the original sprite version of the characters. Uh, but the soundtrack is banging. That is an amazing soundtrack. Uh, so I recommend uh, checking out the soundtrack, but I recommend checking out the game. It is available on Game Pass PC and console. Uh, so actually, uh, something really cool uh, happened is uh, we were able to acquire a review copy a couple weeks before the game came out. Yeah. And and our review published right alongside the Big Dogs, which was really cool of the, you know the gaming journalism scene you know um and then so i also got an email later that day after i had sent them uh our link saying like hey here's our review uh from the publishers i got an email uh with a complimentary uh copy on steam oh sweet so i got to i got to play it for myself and so i was i was excited um i ended up streaming it friday night because my elgato was being dumb uh, so I can stream judgment uh, but it is a fun game um, you can I, get it on the switch as well which is cool which I actually still bought it on Switch. Yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I like, was this like, game this looks is like so it'd be good. cool on Switch. So I looked up if it's on Switch, and it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's like twenty five bucks. Um, Maurice gave it a nine, which I totally agree with his review, uh, f- especially if you have a nostalgia for that genre. Um, mm-hmm. I would say like even if you don't have a ton of nostalgia for the genre, I would say grab a friend or two uh, locally, and play it that way. You can play with one other person online. Um, but These kind of fun. games I think of are this is what I think of when I think of arcade games is like the beat 'em ups because they were just so popular for a while, like the X Men and yes. the Simpsons, uh, TMNT. That era was just such a it was a big part of like my arcade life, I guess, as a kid. Oh yeah. Like Golden Axe was my first like uh, uh, that's like a, almost a Conan style like beat 'em up. That mm-hmm. was like one of my first favorite games right up there with like Sonic. On yeah, the Genesis and stuff. And Streets of Rage 2 was a Genesis game. Uh, they had three of them on the Genesis, but 2 was easily the the one with, that got the most praise. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, I haven't played with anybody personally yet, but even playing single player, I can actually uh, scrap pretty well myself, especially with those things that I described. My worry was that when this game comes out, you're gonna to try to play single player, and you're gonna get your butt kicked because it's not meant to be but played by with one person. But I've been doing just fine. Uh, it only cool. takes about three hours to beat it, probably too. I haven't beat it oh. yet since I started it like three times, and like. Some Do you remember the, the price of the game? Yeah, that's like twenty five bucks. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what's cool is like you can even start from the beginning of the stage. You don't have to start all the way back at the beginning of the game. They have a mode where you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um. But you progress, and you can unlock stuff for your character and things like that. The more you play as characters, uh, it's it's cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Streets of Rage 4 is really good. Sweet. What else have you been playing? 
Uh, the other thing I've been playing is kind of a bit nostalgic for me. Uh, I started playing Fight Night Champion again on my Xbox. And I love those games, those boxing games. They're super fun. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, when EA got the UFC license, uh, they basically told the developers of Fight Night to be like, hey, go make us UFC games now. So there hasn't really been a good boxing game in like since this game came out in like 2011. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, it's brutal. Uh, you can actually, like, if you get a cut on your eye, it's going to affect you the whole match because your opponent's going to actually, like, go for the cut in your eye and stuff like that. And you, depending oh, wow. on how well you fight in a round uh, is, like, how well your re- stamina is going to recover and your damage is going to recover. I actually, because uh, I was playing a career mode, and so eventually I got my conditioning up and my endurance up. So I was able to take more hits and kind of last longer. And I actually had ended up having a draw match with... Uh, the computer opponent that I was playing against. It was pretty nuts. But uh, a lot of good, like, replay knockouts. When you knock somebody out, you can, like, press the B button, and it'll, like, replay the knockout, and you can hold it, and it'll put it in, like, slow-mo. It's pretty legit. Um, cool. That one's got a lot of legendary boxers, like a lot of older ones and some some newer, more popular boxers. But that's a really fun game. Uh, it's backwards compatible on Xbox One. So uh, Cool. That's the other thing I played almost all day the other day, and I, it was good to be back playing it. Shelly, have you been enjoying Spider-Man? Yeah. Spinning around the city? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I, re- I don't remember what I talked about last week. I, I did restart a game, and I'm now past mm-hmm. the point of where I was when I first started, and I'm having a lot more fun with it. Um, I didn't realize how much more stuff would get unlocked, you know, as the main adventure continues. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm already... I The way I play games, like, I... And very oriented towards like side quests and collectibles and things like that. Like I don't always finish things a hundred percent, given mm-hmm. like some collectibles uh, in some games. But um, especially open world games like this, I like to kind of do all the other stuff, all the other collect all the other stuff um, in between um, main adventure stuff. So I finally got to the point where <laughs> Spider-Man is just like, "Yo, I haven't slept." I probably should like take care, take better care of myself. I'm like, oh yeah, because you know, if I just blown through the story, maybe it wouldn't have been as bad. But the fact is, I've done days worth of stuff in between all of those <laughs> times. Those, <laughs> oh, those that's hilarious! So I was just like, that, oh, cool. like you probably haven't slept in like many days at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That makes it. sense because if you hadn't progressed the story, then yeah, oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, so. Um, huh. And it's cool because I, I was collecting all this stuff because there's, like, backpacks scattered throughout the game. And there's uh, things you can unlock kind of, like, uh, every time there's this sort of thing. There's this in a lot of games where you, like, go to it to unlock parts of the map. I just think of the towers from Breath of the Wild. Um, yep. So it's, it's like I go to the towers and I unlock more of the map and all that other stuff. I stop crimes. But then there's, like, more stuff that gets unlocked. Like, you, like, can get research tokens and you could... Um, there's like other stuff too and that's been pretty cool because it's like hey like i can still go back to these other areas and get all the uh more stuff even though i already got a bunch Mm -hmm. of stuff um i like collecting the suits uh i like that you can when you buy the suit it comes with the new suit power but you can also just like change the suit power to whatever you want once you have them um and whatever suit you have so like if you like the aesthetic of one but the power of another you can like have both i really like that um i need more of that in games yeah, like, yeah. 
Witcher needs that because not all the armor looks great. Some of the armor is very different from others. Yeah, because I, yeah. I'm definitely more of a look good and then do good type person. Uh, <laughs> so I like I like a lot of the suits. They look really cool. I like that you can wear the homecoming suit as well as the um, original Spider-Man trilogy suit. Oh yeah, that's just yeah. hilarious to me, um, and awesome at the same time. Uh, yeah, I'm really liking that game. I actually have it. I was playing before the podcast, and I'll go back to it after we're done recording. So, yeah, I'm playing that. Cool. Uh, I actually very randomly found my Nintendo DS in my room and was like, nice. "Oh, I wonder what's on here right now." It's Pokemon Heart Gold, and <laughs> I opened it back up and I realized, "Oh, right, I was doing a Nuzlocke run." And if you don't know what a Nuzlocke run is, um, basically, there's a ton of variant rules, but the main kind of basic rules are if a Pokemon faints, you treat it as if it's dead and you can't use it again. You either release it or you right. stuff it in your PC forever. Um, and the other rule is that the first Pokemon that you encounter in an area is the only one you can catch in that area. Um, generally speaking. Not very... Pokemon hard mode. Yeah, pretty much. It, it makes it really mm -hmm. difficult. It makes your Pokemon choices far more limited. Um, so, Yeah. I, I played that a little bit more and cool. um, yeah it's fun it's just I it is hard and I how many badges do you have at this point I only have two when I found the game I only had one I was very not far okay. into it um, but I beat Bugsy Bugsy's the second gym leader in that game and cool. I'm now in Goldenrod City and I need to beat Whitney but that terrifies me because her mill tank is notorious for just wrecking shop. So, yeah, we'll <laughs> see how that goes. It's it's interesting thinking <laughs> back, like playing this game. Um, it actually, and I inspired my fiance to um, borrow one of his friend's copies of Pokemon Sword, and he's doing a Nuzlocke run, even though he's never played the game before. So he's doing like kind of like oh. the easy variant stuff. But even then, it's like that game is so weird, easy, like because you get. Mm -hmm. EXP share on all your Pokemon right from the beginning. Um, you just right. get t handed tons of stuff, like tons of Pokeball, tons of materials, whereas I'm like scrounging up money to get more Pokeballs and potions um, and all this other stuff. So it's just interesting to see like how the direction that Pokemon has gone. Um, that Heart Gold mm -hmm. is very, very hard to grind. Like even among other older Pokemon games, it's really hard to grind at that game. Um, but then you go to like this newer one and it's like super easy to get all your Pokemon leveled up and uh, ready to go. So yeah, it's just best end game in my opinion. Post game, I should say. Yeah, just being able to go around Kanto and stuff. Yeah, I think it's so cool. I, I never actually played the heart version, uh, but I had the old Pokemon Crystal Got it. Game Boy Color. And I just loved that you go to Kanto. I was like, that's so crazy. Yeah. It's like a whole it's other cool. game. It's cool because you can, like, rematch all of the trainers and they have, like, really strong Pokemon, too. Um, yeah. I like that as well. But it's because it's like a... I always was bothered and confused by the idea that, like, the first Pokemon trainer... Sorry, not trainer. Um, leader you encounter, the gym leader you encounter is, like has super low-level Pokemon, but everyone's supposed to be like, right. oh, the gym leaders are really tough to be. It's like, why don't they have, like, super mega hard Pokemon if they're, like, <laughs> the gatekeepers to... I guess the Elite Four is yeah. even more the gatekeepers to the champion, but they're the gatekeepers to yeah. Elite Four. So it's like, why shouldn't they have super strong Pokemon? And so they 
And that way they don't have to hold yeah. back. But I don't know if I'm even going to go that far uh, in a Nuzlocke run because that'd be really tough. Right. That'd um, be a little crazy. But either way, that's that's what I've been playing. We have a point like Brock is supposed to be the best like rock trainer. Yeah. And he literally went and found like the weakest Pokemon in, uh, in the cave next door. Uh-huh. And was like, bam, got my Pokemon. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's basically that's awesome, I guess you just find you're like, <laughs> you're cool. mine now. Yeah. You got everything that wasn't a Zubat and was like, we're in. Yeah, I've got. <laughs> I was so upset because I went into the slowpoke well, and I'm like, I want a slowpoke. I don't have a water type Pokemon on my team right now because I chose Cyndaquil as my starter. I'm like, I really, really mm-hmm. want slowpoke. My first Pokemon I encounter is a Zubat. <laughs> oh. so I already had a Zubat and everything too. Dang. Yeah. Those Zubats. Cool. <laughs> well, I downloaded all the Uncharted games. Nice. Sweet. And so I played the first one. My controller broke again, uh, but I Uh-oh. have a warranty on this one or whatever you want to call it. Or I could just take it back to Walmart. Um, oh, good. Yeah, I got like the two-year thing. So I just got this controller for the punch drive. And uh, the camera stick is broken. But I legitimately, I don't know why I thought this, but I played the game Uncharted for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes with this controller being broken, thinking that the game is just old so maybe it's a little wonky with the camera and that it would just oh. veer left with the camera on purpose oh. <laughs> it was <laughs> i felt sucks. so dumb when i realized that it was broken i was like oh it's not an old game <laughs> i feel like i saw an article about that i don't remember if it was playstation or xbox but i did see an article that controllers have been drifting for people like that recently yeah my Switch controller just started drifting, so I need to check into whether or not I can still bring the, like turn them in because I know it was like a year ago. Uh, my oh, Joy-Con has the worst drift. It's like I tried fixing it. They could update. I updated them, and then you can calibrate them. So I calibrated them, and it did nothing. It doesn't help at all. Nope. nope. Yeah. It just gets and the, worse and worse. PS4 controllers like. Like I said, I just got this a couple of months ago, so it's really weird that it would be drifting already. And it's the that's camera. That's what I'm saying. Wow, They're normally pretty good. That's strange. Yeah, I've had my left stick um, uh, drift, and that was because I was playing a ton of Apex. And so I think I was oh. probably pressing, when I get stressed, I was probably pressing too hard one way or the other, trying to get like out of a situation. Hmm. But your camera, you're usually pretty slow and easy with. Yeah, you don't go um, like, so, true, true, true with your thumb, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was really surprised, but uh the game is fun. It's definitely like dude bro Lorecraft. Um, yeah. 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 Especially like his interactions with Sully I think are really really interesting so far. I so the people kind of know where I'm at that have played the game just got out of the submarine. So not very far into the game at all. Oh, so this is the first one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I never played an Uncharted game before. Okay, so it's cool. It's new. Uh, it definitely feels very dated. Um, but that first one does feel a little dated, but the other ones, I think you'll you'll find that they're pretty solid. Cool. I do like the gameplay. It feels very uh, almost Zelda dungeony, except that it's very corridor. So everything's got this. Are oh, you talking about like puzzle wise? Yeah, everything's got a little puzzle to it, which I like. Yeah, that's very Tomb Raider. Yeah yeah uh so i don't know so far so good story's interesting it's got like gears of war style shooting with like tomb raider puzzle stuff 
Yeah. One thing I didn't like is it put me in like a two, uh, kind of like this 2D side scroller thing, but I wasn't real like that's what the camera did, but it wasn't in like a 2D side scrolling. It was actually supposed to go back, even though it like panned me out. Uh, so huh. like there's definitely some weird camera stuff that wasn't my joystick being stupid. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was really funny. It's made by Naughty Dog, right? Mm, yep. So I thought I had seen that. I couldn't remember. Uh, but there's a part of the game that feels straight out of like old Crash Bandicoots where something's chasing you. And so you're going like towards the camera. Oh, yeah. To dodge stuff. And I was like, man, I haven't played Crash Bandicoot in a long time. <laughs> yeah, they have a couple of those in like almost every game. I think there's at least one. Yeah. So that's it's cool. It feels very like Indiana Jones. Um, I think that Nathan Fillion would make an amazing Nathan Drake. Oh, yeah, that's what everybody says. Yeah. It's just the way that he... Even his mannerisms a little bit are very Nathan Fillion, uh, even though... Mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion's not voicing him, is he? No, that's Nolan no, I was going to say, it didn't sound like him. Uh, but mannerisms were close. That's all I've been playing. I will maybe play more uh, going forward, but I need another controller because I have three PS4 controllers now, and all of them are weird in some way. That sucks. Yeah, it's real obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into the gaming news, though, because I'm super excited about... Okay, so uh, that kind of goes without saying. The first piece of news we're going to talk about is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, kind of old news at this point, but super exciting regardless. It's been a, it's been a few days. Um, what I kind of was looking at was some of the details of like the gameplay and things like that. And so... <laughs> What I like is uh, they talk about how you're going to be building up this like settlement, yeah. which is very Red Dead to me. Like maybe you're you're going to have this camp or group that's going to be like, you know, moving around. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even then, it said I think it's kind of like uh, in some of the original Assassin's Creed games, you had like the villa at your Uncle Mario's. I think right. that ev- eventually becomes yours. Um, so they've kind of done loose things like that in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in unity in paris there was like something else that you could upgrade or the more stuff you did improved that building um yeah sounds of it too i think it's going to be very like so you'll unlock those buildings that's going to unlock different characters and different um unlockables that'll probably be different weapons and things uh and so that kind of reminds me of witcher 3 at the very end of uh it's kind of spoilery Witcher 3 is an old game um but you can you get this little like manner to take care of, and you would upgrade it in certain places to get certain things unlocked. Oh, is that the uh, DLC? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, um, and then like you were saying, Red Dead Two, you would kind of like put money into your camp to unlock different. Um, yeah. Yep. Clothes and things like that, and I think there were different weapons that you could unlock doing that. I can't remember. Yeah, there were like different sure. camp decorations and things like that. You can unlock mm-hmm. more horse i guess like ties whatever mm-hmm. um yeah uh there's there's another detail i kind of like that sounds pretty neat uh I, I saw it on twitter i don't know if it's like official like info or not but i read somewhere that apparently you'll be able to make a viking warrior that can actually go help uh other your your friends like other players on raids yeah That's that sounds cool wow i so excited for this game. I haven't been excited for an Assassin's Creed game in a long time, and I'm not excited <laughs> see, for this game because it's an Assassin's see, Creed game. I was going to say, that's the thing. It's 
And here's the thing. I only watched the first minute or so of the trailer. But mm-hmm. I kind of, like, it looks really cool. But I kind of just wish it was its own game and not Assassin's Creed related. Like, just because yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I've seen so many times. There's been so many awesome cinematic Assassin's Creed trailers. Like, every Assassin's Creed trailer is really cool. Like, you can't just watch mm-hmm. it and be like, oh, that doesn't look like a good game. Like, they do a really, really good job with those cinematic trailers. Um, but it's like there's no gameplay. And it just makes you a little nervous. Because I know Assassin's <laughs> Creed games can kind of go to crap sometimes. So These new ones have been great. Uh, sort of like Origins okay, and Odyssey. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're they're very that. RPG now. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. that's my, like, if you're going to reinvent the franchise, why not get rid of the, like, future, you know, animist stuff? So, like, they kind of have. I haven't cared about that since Assassin's Creed 3, uh, mm-hmm. where a giant thing happens that I was like, how can you make another game after this? And they were right. just like, and then they do. we're just going to, and you're going to deal with it, yep. and nothing's going to really make sense like, anymore, because it's like there was... you don't care about what's going on. The, the, you know, Assassin's Creed 1 through 3, and that seemed like a solid trilogy. Um, and then then they had the fourth one, which is like, okay, that's sort of connected to 3, and a lot of people liked it. Mm-hmm. I played it. That's like the only Assassin's Creed game I've played. I never finished it, but I actually liked it. Um, and then mm-hmm. and then they just had a bunch of others, like, right after, after each Black other. Black. Well, yeah, but so what they did the was... Um, Black Black is kind of nothing. So around. they they did the Ezio stuff, the Ezio trilogy, mm-hmm. which That's is where, right. the Ezio uh, yeah, which is where a lot of that a lot of Desmond's story took place, and then three is where they ended, yeah. which is weird because there was literally two other games before three actually came out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But that future stuff has not. I mean, it's taken a backseat because you could literally play assassin's creed origins or odyssey and not even see any of that future stuff for like 20 20 hours why not just get rid of it <laughs> yeah. why not just be like this, this is ubisoft's assassin Valhalla. templar nonsense. you know what though i think there are like the apologists that act, they're out there that actually still like that stuff which is weird to me i don't know they should make an assassin's creed game and then make this that i don't know yeah. yeah, it seems odd. I don't care about that stuff. I guess it almost... It's like, I kind of almost wish they went in a direction like Fire Emblem or Final Fantasy, where it's like, maybe these all take place in the same world. Like, I understand, like, they, they kind of have to be because it's all based around, like, actual <laughs> history. history. It's not like, it's, in the sense, it's not like Fire Emblem or Final Fantasy where those are all, like, different worlds or stuff. But I, what I mean is, like, playing a game that seems completely disconnected from the others but mm-hmm. have very similar gameplay styles um, that just kind of like yeah. add and change slightly. Um, the same yeah. feel. Like, I think that's all fine. I just, I think that I wish they would just do that instead of trying to somehow loop story into it, you know? Like, I feel like that's right. all they do is like, oh, yeah. we got to have some sort of story that connects and it's got to be some like, don't weird forget, thing. He has an ancestor. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, so and, I, I think... Know what they could do so basically the 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 thing that threads the needle is this uh so you go from like collecting these this apple of eden which is basically this weird 
like sphere mm -hmm. and then right. you finding out there are more of these and they're called pieces of eden and then eventually you find out there's this crazy ancient like super old like race of like civilization mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what threads the needle of the story i think they could and thread that needle Medusa without appears. Yeah, so it's like I think they could thread that needle without even having any of that future stuff. Still, yeah. like if they wanted yeah. to include that. Yeah. Well, and like to Shelley's point, Zelda does that. You could have yeah. literally it could have been the same character, and then like rebirthed into all of these different timelines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. but it doesn't feel that would have been crazy. Legend of Zelda doesn't feel like like super weird, whereas Assassin's yeah. Creed yeah. does. So. I think that would have been insane if it would have been like the same character, but just like born into these different different eras, eras. and it's they're all like so ancestors weird. of each other. They're all related somehow. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Also, that yeah, that'd be actually yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I, I like that. It's a little late for that, but yeah, um, yeah, but that would have been this game still looks really cool though, from what I've seen. I like supposedly, yeah. So supposedly on Thursday, I didn't include this in the news piece in the news pieces but i guess xbox is doing a deep dive on some of the third party games that are going to be launching with series x mm -hmm. and so supposedly we're supposed to be getting some actual gameplay footage on thursday so cool. that'll be exciting that's good i feel like yeah that's exactly what we want instead of just like i was worried it was just gonna yeah. be a cinematic trailer and then we see nothing for like a long time but okay well, yeah. there'll be screenshots that look really really good like too good Hmm. Those are cinematic ones, I think. Yeah, they're like really good screenshots. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one of the last thing that I'm excited about before we move on, it takes place during the Last Kingdoms era, which I really love. Um, you know, yeah. We're talking about the Last Kingdom TV show on Netflix. Uh, a little rated R, but if you're okay with that, check out that show if you like the Vikings TV show. It's amazing. Um, but I think it's really cool because it'll be my third introduction to uh, King Alfred. King Alfred is um, towards the end of Vikings. Uh, he's in there. And then he's a very different character in that than he is in The Last Kingdom. Uh, and then in this one, he very much seems like the villain. So it would be kind of cool to get that perspective of him as well. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I know a lot about the history now because of The Last Kingdom, which is a fictional story. But the idea is that you have this fictional character who was there the whole time, even though he never really existed. Um uh, much like Assassin's Creed is about. Yeah, that's what kind of like, what those games do. <laughs> it's like this is the history, but the assassins were there the whole time. The Boston Tea Mas Boston Tea Party Massacre was actually a massacre, and an assassin was there. Um, and so I have this kind of loose knowledge of history um, of that time because of that TV show. So I'm excited to explore that and get to interact with that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, so, we've been loosely following The Last of Us news. Uh, we haven't really yeah. talked about... Uh, there was some leaks happening a while a while back, uh, in the last few weeks, mm -hmm. uh, which was even terrible, because there was like actual cinematic cutscenes and everything that was out there. People were in the Assassin's Creed Valhalla livestream spoiling The Last of Us for people. <sighs> of course. Wow. I mean, what else would yeah. they be doing? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so... But basically, so uh, the, the um, so what people were thinking is that this, so the leaks were being caused, what they think w was causing them was maybe somebody within the company that was like a disgruntled employee or something. Uh, but it's, 
it actually didn't come from Sony or Naughty Dog. It was an outside source, uh, so they were hacked. Oh. And so that's how all that got out there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think that's good that they kind of... I put this in there because to me that's important because it can, it brought things to light. And uh, it sounds like, yeah, Sony found out who it was. So I think that's great. But also people don't have to be on the internet and be jerks. Like, I personally don't care a whole lot about The Last of Us. But don't go running around spoiling stuff like that for other people. Especially that's just such weird. a story-driven video game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of lame. I'm glad mm-hmm. that I haven't had it spoiled yet. Yeah, like I'm, I I'm going to probably pick up Ghost of Tsushima over Last of Us Two, mm-hmm. but I mean, still, I I I know it's going to be a good game. Um, so, so yeah, um, I guess if you if anybody really wanted to go and see what those were, I don't know if they're still around, but I guarantee you, there's somebody that's probably seen them that would gladly spoil it for you. Um, if you see it, don't share it. Right. Uh, so what's crazy is actually when uh, Neil Druckmann, the like the lead, um, the like head at Naughty Dog, uh, when he posted on a tweet that they found out who it was, he said, "Oh, and don't look at the replies if you don't want to be spoiled," because that's how malicious people have been about all this. Right. So. Jeez. Anyway, uh, justice. It sounds like justice will be served. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and so the third piece of news is a little bit. For me, I guess I'm a little bit excited because uh, Call of Duty Warzone is going to add duos uh, that's in development. They're still working on bugs. Uh, so this is the duos is when you it's a two person squad. Me and my buddies have been playing a lot. Uh, last Thursday, we won two games in a row and I got like the final two or three kills. Uh, so I've been playing a lot. I got over 20 hours into Warzone already. So. But duos is cool nice. because it's like, hey, maybe that third or fourth person can't get online right now. Oh, well, crap. Are we going to play with a rando? Yeah, unfortunately. Well, it's like if this comes out, you don't have to. So, Cool. Mm-hmm. So, yep, I'm excited for it. And that is our gaming news. Sweet. Uh, we have a poll list, a quick poll list of ports. Uh, John Wick Hex is coming to PS4 and Switch. This is that John Wick game that I reviewed... Oh, I was going to say a couple months back, but I think it's been much longer. Um, <laughs> and then uh, this other game that's really good called Void Bastards. It's a space roguelike uh, that is coming to PS4 and Switch. I think it's on Xbox and PC, um, but that's a really good game too. So uh, check those out if you've been wanting to play them. Uh, I have the John Wick review on the website, so you can go check that out as well. Cool. That's it. All right, we will get into the movie news. I haven't seen any movies, so... Oh, we do have a review of Void Bastards on our website as well. Sweet. I just remembered that. What is a fistful of dollars, LJ? It is a classic Western. Um, Yeah, I know that. So I bought on sale... I've been wanting to own these movies for a while, but I bought... uh, I wanted to buy the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly trilogy. Uh, like like a HD version for a while if I ever saw it on sale, mm-hmm. just because I've, I've heard about how good those movies are and that's like old school Clint Eastwood stuff. Uh, so on Vudu I saw that you know, the collection of four movies. I think this is the good and the bad the uh, the good the bad and the ugly trilogy that's got a fistful of dollars, few dollars more, and the good the bad and the ugly. And then it's also got another movie called Hang 'Em High, 
Uh, these are classic Clint Eastwood movies. But I watched the first one. I hadn't seen all of it. And it was pretty good. It was cool to to see, like, HD, like, uprising that they did to it. Some of the sound effects were still, like, they couldn't get a hold of those to make those better. But uh, it's a pretty good movie. I'm going to uh, watch the others. Sweet. And Shelly, have you seen Toy Story 4 before? Uh, I had never seen Toy Story 4 before this week. Um, obviously, oh. I've seen 1 through 3. Um, I don't know. I wasn't really interested in watching it, but my fiance and I were like, shoot, let's watch a movie and let's watch one we hadn't seen. We've both been kind of meaning to watch it, so we just watched it. Um, and yeah, man, I feel like I have mixed feelings about it because I really <laughs> liked a lot of it, but there's just some things that I, I didn't really like or thought didn't make sense. I think without giving away any like spoilers, um, I think my biggest complaint is that they just had... It felt like there's too many things going on. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like they were just, like, kind of one too many plot points, maybe. Or maybe a couple more characters that I could pay attention to. Um, I also was kind of sad that, like, I kind of wanted the rest of the toys to be doing more stuff. It's definitely, like, a woody adventure that Buzz sort of gets involved with. But, yeah. like, Jesse's not really involved, and the rest of the toys aren't really involved, which makes me really sad, because, like, they were all so involved in Toy Story 3 that oh, it yeah. was, like, you know, we're all in this together, and, yeah, like, Woody sees, you know, has a disagreement with everyone and kind of has to do his own thing, but everyone in the end is, like, working together. Um, gosh, man, that movie's so good. Thinking about Toy Story 3. Yeah. And, like, Toy Story 2 as well. It's, like, they go after Woody. <laughs> um, and it's everybody. Just in all yeah. those movies, it's like everyone's like they're actively working towards this goal, and like I guess they're like supporting the goal in Toy Story Four, but it's just not it's not in a way that I necessarily like enjoy or like watching. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, so it just seems super unnecessary to me. I've never yeah, watched a movie and like this didn't need to exist. I agree. Ever it so felt, badly. <laughs> you know what? It felt like. One of the, like, a spinoff, or, like, not maybe not a spinoff, but it felt like a one of those short films. Like, there's a couple of Toy Story, like, short, mm-hmm. um, little short yeah. films that are just, yeah, like, definitely. fun and kind of whatever. It felt like that, but really long. Like, it didn't feel like its own <laughs> movie, uh, which is weird. Forky, Forky is the redeemable quality of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I loved Forky. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think Forky was definitely <laughs> my favorite character of that movie. Uh, man. There's again, yeah. There was like just like me. Like there's really great stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like that whole conversation, like of of Woody and Forky. Like the first like half of the movie where it's like the focus is Forky. I really liked. I thought like this is cool. Mm-hmm. I support like the idea behind this. Um, and all this stuff, and it makes sense like for Woody. And then all of a sudden like Bo gets involved, and I'm like, okay, Bo, you're really cool. But this is just another thing that we're worried like. Like, why are you here? And then there's other stuff that's happening. And I'm just like, okay, now there's just, there's too many things. And I just feel mm-hmm. real bad for Bonnie's dad throughout this whole thing. He's just trying to have a fun family road trip <laughs> and it keeps getting ruined. <laughs> Especially at the end. It's so, <laughs> so terrible. So, um, yeah. And then the ending, I won't spoil, obviously, but it just confused me um, a lot. It didn't make sense. And... <laughs> So yeah, I again like I'm still gonna settle with the Toy Story trilogy. 
<laughs> just yeah i'm really upset it starts off as like what is the definition of a toy and then ends on a totally different exactly point. yeah the I, fourth was not with this if one. they had focused on that first point and like went with it the whole movie I think that would have been cool. And, like, you can have some of those other side characters in there, I guess. But they just, they really transformed it into something else. And I didn't think it needed to. And it made things confusing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, what's the point of this movie again? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember anymore. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's how I felt about it. Cool. What's going on in the news? Yeah, so actually, um, since LJ mentioned that John Wick uh, game coming out, uh, might as well talk about John Wick 4 being delayed officially yeah. to May 2022. So, yep, there's more delays. Not surprising. Um, but can be disappointing. I think that's John to Wick get out of the way. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th I think that's more for things to get out of the way of all the back catalog exactly. of movies it's, we have coming our way, it's too. It's like the backlog, and also, like, I can't imagine it's easy to do any sort of production work right now. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of factors of it getting delayed, but I oh. think for sure, just, like, and we've already talked about this on the show, is, like, when all these movies are going to come yeah. out, how's it going to go? But, like, if everything just that gets reminds pushed back... Me. We didn't talk about, I think it happened in the middle of all this, was how AMC was all upset over Universal, over... Oh, yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Supposedly. Supposedly. Not to hijack the segment. Uh, supposedly, AMC Supposed is not going to be showing Universal movies anymore. Huh. You're saying that word wrong. What? Supposedly. What word? Universal. Suppose supposedly. Right? <laughs> You're not right. Supposedly. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Forget I said anything. Supposedly. <laughs> allegedly. Okay, there you go. That's AMC. Go. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be showing Universal movies anymore because they are continuing to release them uh, straight to digital for the $20 thing. Mm. Yeah. So AMC is like, well, if you're going to do that, then we're not getting the... It sounds like Trolls was a straight banger according to like the numbers from... We'll see how too. long that lasts. Either AMC will give up because they need the movies, or Universal will give up because they're not making enough money. Yeah, not putting them in theaters. Again, movie industry That's is true. just getting hit super hard right now. Yep. Yeah. Someone's yeah. gonna give. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that delay just made me think of that because I was like, "Oh, we never talked about that." Yeah. No, Supposedly. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Shelly looked like she just wanted to like reach through the screen and just like uppercut. Yeah, I think I one, like, what, what? one part of this sort of movie industry that's not suffering, just given what we're talking about today, you already heard it in the highlights, Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't seem to be suffering yeah. because Disney is rich as heck and they don't suffer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Force is if with anything, them. If anything, they're making more money because of Disney Plus. Everyone's getting Disney Plus right now. so um, It's true. Anyway... Makes sense. Netflix skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's official because, again, we are recording on May 4th. Uh, so Star Wars Day it was confirmed today um, that there's going to be a new Star Wars movie directed by Taika Waititi. Um, that's been confirmed so by Lucasfilm. It's like very official. Obviously, they're waiting for today to announce it because it's really announce exciting. Um, and... If you don't recognize that name, uh, you've definitely probably seen something by him. He uh, did 
uh, Thor. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, not regular Thor. Sorry. The good Thor. Ragnarok. He did Ragnarok. <laughs> um, and he was Korg as well. He did uh, Jojo Rabbit and, and won Oscars for that. Quite a few, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it yet either, but it's, opposed, obviously it's supposed to be really good. Um, His thesis on that was to be, I can make anything funny and took the least funny idea and try to add humor to it. So I'm very huh. interested. Yeah. Like, it's about Nazis. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about this kid who whose imaginary best friend is Hitler. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's the point of the movie. It's based off a book. It takes place in World War II, doesn't it? Uh, I don't remember. I think so. I think so. But yeah, it's based off a book, I'm pretty sure. Um, and <laughs> okay. that's the premise of the movie, is that his freaking imaginary friend is... There's, like, this amazing, iconic scene. I haven't seen the movie, right? But I just see... Remember, um... The one scene I've seen where, like, it's just the kid, main character, who, like, I think there's, like, this um, Jewish girl trapped in a closet or something. He finally, like, discovered her um, is there. And he has, like, some sort of weapon in his hand, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. And he just, like, is, like, it's, like, a hammer or something, maybe. And he's, like, holding it. And he's, like, looks back at Hitler and he's just, like, thumbs up. (laughs) Like, yeah, go for it, killer. (laughs) It's, like, oh, my gosh. Um... So, it is in World War II. I just looked it up. So yeah, I oh, yeah. I mean to watch it. Apparently, it's obviously quite good. So either way, he did that movie. He also um, actually has worked with Star Wars before. He did the finale episode of The Mandalorian, which is a great episode. So I I definitely think we can trust him with all this. Um, I I am not usually excited for Star Wars movies at this point because I think they're just kind of milking the cow and. A lot of things I'm just not super interested in, but I trust him as a director, and I think anything he makes is going to be really good and something I actually care about yeah. watching. So, yeah. I think Star Wars is going to get a chance to, like, have a clean slate at this point now that they're done with, the with Skywalker like, saga. the sequel. Yeah. yeah, the sequel trilogy. I think I'm hoping they really, like, be like, okay, like, let's, let's, let's redo, let's do over I now. I really let's hope so. I agree. I think... The mm-hmm. key is making it different, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's been the big issue is, like, they, it was really easy to compare the last three, the Skywars, like, saga, saga, I can't talk tonight, uh, to, like, the old <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's okay. And so, you need to make stuff that you can't really compare it to. Like Rogue One, you couldn't really compare to older movies. Uh, Mandalorian, you could compare that to older movies, and they just did a really good job, I guess. But I think going to like spreading out the genres, I'm assuming Taika's going to be very comedic. We haven't seen a Star Wars comedy yet. <laughs> so like yeah. it could be. Man, yeah. he should have done Solo. That would have been so good if That's he true. did Solo. Solo should have been a fly, Firefly. <laughs> movie i really wow my brain is just just shutting off right now yeah solo i've said this a million times i'm gonna say it again solo should have been uh firefly like whatever everybody loves about firefly should have been in solo except for like literal horses they should just been like alien horses and everyone would have eaten it up it would have been amazing yeah should have been a western yeah um but yeah so that's super exciting news um, just one of the news pieces that came out from today. Um, we'll probably hear more later, given TV. Um, and finally, uh, last bit of movie news. Not 
I mean, I care less about this, but Sylvester Stallone has um, pretty much confirmed saying like Demolition Man 2 is happening. It's in development um, and obviously won't be for a while, right? It's not coming out for a while, but um, if you're interested in that, that's cool. Um, Yeah, I don't really know much about the old movie. Demolition Man is a, uh, it's like a satire or like sci-fi flick. Uh-huh. Where it's like a like futuristic kind of stuff. It's just there's some silly stuff about it. Sandra Bullock is in it. Wesley Snipes is in it. Oh, um, yeah, I think it's become it's got. It, I feel like it's got a cult following kind yeah, of. Yeah, see, because like, I've heard of it. Um, for yeah. sure, I just haven't seen it personally. I'm sure Joe will be really mad at us for not knowing what it is. Joe's not here. He's getting freaking married, so that's he's, true. He's having a great time. <laughs> um, yeah, he doesn't need to scold us for being young. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's our that's all our movie news. Cool. We'll get into TV. I watched. I don't know if I had finished the Last Kingdom. I think I only had a couple episodes in uh, last week, so I did finish it. Season four, very nice. good. I really like uh, that. Season three, a major character um, left the show. And so because of that, uh, the dynamic has changed drastically. And that was really, really cool. Uh, Uhtred, the main character, he's obviously still there. Uh, But you get to see him in a different bit of a different bit of setting. And not only did they they do that with different characters, uh, they also, uh, like within the first couple episodes, really kind of like flip the show on its head a little bit in some cool ways. Uh, And so that was that was a lot of fun to see, I guess. I watched the last two episodes, the first two episodes, um, last time I recorded. But the only thing that bugs me is that I'm talking about this guy that left the uh, show. He was definitely replaced by someone very similar. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. Um, but the dynamic's still different enough that it was it was cool to see. It's fresh. And season three could have ended the show, and I would have been like, all right, that's, that's the end of it. Uh, season four doesn't end that way and so i feel like we could get a season five and it, the show is mm-hmm. doing extremely well on netflix right now mm-hmm. uh probably because there's nothing else to watch and it's a good show um so i'm hoping we get a season five we'll see because valhalla is being released too which is vikings valhalla is the netflix spinoff of the vikings tv show uh and that's kind of in the same era as this i don't know how that's straight confusing because i thought you were talking about assassin's creed again for a second <laughs> right it's, yeah it's, i was like and then you just huh? watch ragnarok right and then you have all the vikings yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what the assassin's creed game was originally rumored to be called too was ragnarok yeah yeah i don't know man this Valhalla, is the time so... in which nordic mythology is is the rave <laughs> which yeah. i don't blame God it hey, I'm, cool. is all about I'm all for it, it. So, yeah exactly God compared War, to zombies so this this yeah, last couple really of years, recently. it's last five it's years. the new fad. Yeah. Yeah. The Netflix <laughs> show is just called Valhalla, uh, and then it's going to be a hundred years after the Vikings TV show takes place. Uh, which, if it's right now, the like where the ending of Vikings is happening is kind of the beginning of the Last Kingdom. Uh, so, that hundred years kind of lines up with the Last Kingdom, and I hope they don't. It doesn't replace the show, uh, but it could. So I don't know. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and I didn't think I'd talk about this on the show, uh, on the podcast, but uh, Rick and Morty had an episode, uh, season 
four, episode six, that I just watched recently uh, because uh, we did a D&D campaign based on Rick and Morty. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, yeah, it's like a pre-made thing. Yeah. I'll talk about that later. Uh, the episode talks about Christianity. It has like this heavy, heavily Christian moment, and they actually oh. describe Christianity correctly. Uh, and so huh. props to that because Hollywood usually messes that up. And it wasn't him going, oh, if you do a lot of good things, you go to heaven. And I was like, wow, it, that's not what he said. He it, like probably the whole thing of like, I've done a lot of messed up stuff, but you can always find the light. And he was like, you just need to accept Jesus and what he's done for you. And like um, the veggie tales show up and <gasps> oh my it's a whole gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really that's weird funny. moment. And I was like, I guess I'll talk about this on podcast because. They actually got Christianity, like, right for a moment. And I was like, that never That's, happens. That doesn't happen, but cool. I'm glad. Yeah. So, awesome. props to them. Uh, <laughs> I, it's a very cynical, very uh, dark comedic show. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend it to most. Um, but that moment was nice. It's a, it's a good moment. Cool. They even bring it up, like, how blasphemous it would be and how offensive it is to bring up christianity in a cartoon and he was like jesus because <laughs> and it, you'd have to watch the episode to really understand but he was like jesus literally just saved us he's like i don't see that as offensive and he walks away <laughs> and i was like okay you win this is, this is nice. all right i'm okay Sweet. with this <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cool yeah and then let's go to Shelly with the Clone Wars. Are you catching up with Clone Wars? Are you? So here's the thing. I never watched watch Clone Wars. Like when it first was okay. coming out, I didn't watch any of it. Um, but just because um, my friends, uh, they are pretty into Clone Wars. And just the fact that this last season came out on Disney Plus and like these last episodes are taking place during revenge of the sith i'm like so they actually are doing it yeah so i was interested enough like i'd seen some clone wars in passing kind of like when they're watching stuff i'm like yeah this is kind of a cool show i like the like stuff they're like doing and talking about and it's pretty entertaining i don't think i could would could really go back and watch all the seasons because that's a lot um but i've heard just like lots of good things and there's lots of people hyping up the fact that like oh war 66 is coming up what's gonna happen so I basically just watched yeah. the last, like, three episodes, um, and I'm familiar enough. Were you able to understand what's going on? Yeah, I, I, I was familiar enough with, like, cool. the characters and kind of what was happening to, like, see... I, it, for me, it was more just, like, it's really... it's It was cool to see the effects of Revenge of the Sith and specifically Order 66 from a different perspective. Because um, you watch Revenge of the Sith, like, they don't, they don't reanimate any of the scenes from Revenge of the Sith, like... They hardly hmm. show. They don't. They don't really show Anakin at all um, during that time. They, it's basically just focused on Ahsoka um, and kind of what she's experiencing and um, the General Rex, who is one of the clones, and like what he experiences when everything goes down. Hmm. Um, and it's just kind of like really cool. Um, I'm sure the last episode was really emotional for a lot of people. It wasn't for me simply because I hadn't followed the show since the beginning or even close to the beginning. Um, but it was just really cool to watch. Like, I was fascinated enough um, that, I don't know, maybe in the future I'll watch, like, a little bit of it. Like, it is kind of a big commitment because there's a lot of seasons, there's a lot of episodes. But mm -hmm. 
There's a watch list that basically erases the whole first season. They basically say you don't need to watch almost the whole first season because it doesn't yeah. really it doesn't really have anything to do with the continuity that they end up going yeah, with. That's, eh, we that's talked cool. about that last week because I said like episode right. one. Yeah. And you guys went, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was super cool to watch. Um, I think I'm just getting way more interested in the different um, things that are, like the spinoff stuff with Star Wars now, like I, I'm less interested in the actual Star Wars Skywalker saga, um, but like Clone Wars, even though it has Anakin, like is a separate thing. And like, I still love Rogue One. That's like a separate thing. And Mandalorian is a separate thing. Um, even if they're all like maybe very slightly connected. So um, you should maybe look into Rebels. I feel like you'd really I've seen like a couple Rebels. episodes of Rebels as well. Yeah. Like, again, like I'll just like see my friend watching and I'll just watch with him because I'm like, this is cool. Like, it, what was very yeah. interesting was like the episodes I saw last of Rebels was involving the Darksaber. Um, the Darksaber that yep. is seen in a certain show that yeah. I already mentioned. <laughs> but that's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it, get, it gets me really hyped. That was a good catch. It gets me hyped. Like, seeing these things, like, I don't understand all the references, obviously. I don't understand, like, everything that even happened in, like, the last episode of Clone Wars, right? But, like, it's still, it builds up some hype. And I'm like, I'll I'll jump on this hype train a little bit. I'm not fully on board, but I'm, I'll ride it a little bit, I guess. So, <laughs> that's that. Cool. Cool. <laughs> And then, Andre, you're still watching Dragon Ball Super? Yes, I finally got to the parts that people have been, like, talking about forever, mm-hmm. which is when Goku starts to fight Jiren, or when he fights Jiren for the first time, which is when the whole Ultra Instinct thing comes about, mm. uh, which is really cool. Like, the Tournament of Power is easily, like, one of my favorite, like, arcs in Dragon Ball ever. There's The fights are so good. Uh, Jiren is a straight-up gangster. He just, like, wipes the floor with, like, everybody. Like, he's probably easily one of the most strongest, like, characters in the whole entire, like, all the series that they ever fight. So, it's pretty crazy. Like, supposedly he's even stronger than, like, a god of destruction, which is, like, Beerus. Which is crazy. So, yeah, it's awesome. I'm binging it. Hopefully I'll be done pretty soon. Cool. Not that I'm dreading, like, not that I, like, want to be finished, but I'm just, like... I'm getting there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Cool. Well, we'll get into the TV news then. Uh, a couple of cool things happening. Uh, Goosebumps, if you liked the movie that came out know, four years ago, five years ago. There was two with, of them. Yeah. With uh, Jack Black. There, I didn't realize there was two. I don't know. Yep. Both have got Jack Black? Uh, I don't know if he's in the second one. He's definitely in the first one. Yeah, I know. Because okay. he played R.L. Stein. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't <laughs> seen him. I think... I think I had it in my possession for a while, and I never watched that movie. I don't know like if someone borrowed it in me or why I would think that. Either way, uh, Neil H. Moritz, he's the one who uh, produced the first movie, uh, or both movies probably, at least the first one. Uh, he's working on a TV show with Sony, that will be a ghost goosebumps tv show uh, so that's kind of cool with it being sony i don't know exactly where it'll be distributed um but yeah i don't know that seems fun i know the show movies were like really higher highly re- well received so the show was really good too back in the day that was a fox thing i believe 
Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing them on like I think like Nickelodeon or something. Yeah, I think they eventually got reran different places. Yeah. Uh, and then this doesn't seem real. Um, <laughs> there's a Tiger King TV show coming out. That seems real. Uh, that's, Which is a TV show. Yeah. There's go. Of course, they're gonna make a Tiger King TV show. Uh, that'll a be TV scripted. show based on a sh- TV show. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, what I know, seems I'm fake to me is Nicholas Cage is going to be playing Tiger King. He has been cast. Um, that's just so strange. And the worst part is, I think he can do a good job. Well, yeah. I was going to say maybe because maybe because Tiger King <laughs> is now considered a national treasure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was a good job. I I did a little bit of searching. And I can't figure out where this is going to be distributed at either. Uh, mm. But I know that Imagine Networks and CBS Networks are behind it. So that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be on CBS. Um, I would think you'd have to put this on like a Netflix or something to really get the what that show is. Um, That's true. Because the then you could be like, hey, remember yeah. this? Yeah. Like, you can't. That would be really cheap and wouldn't make sense at all if you got this netflix series and then there's another series that's you know very very closely related on hulu or something like i right i think like the audience would be locked on another platform yeah. yeah so so we'll see it's confirmed <laughs> it's weird uh no confirmation yet on who carol baskin will be um, I thought this news story was fake the first couple times I saw it, and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, wait a minute, this is real." Uh, speaking of this, I'll I'll throw this out there too. Um, this is just weird too. So Carol Baskin, she hasn't uh, done any post show oh, stuff. Yeah. And there's a YouTube channel that's doing some stuff that's a little shady to me. Uh, basically, they have been emailing celebrities, and they're saying, "Hey, do you want to be on late night talk shows?" Um, like Jimmy Fallon, and then these people say yes, and so they record bits of Jimmy Fallon and then ask those questions to the celebrity, uh, and then they're able to kind of do this because of COVID-19, so they're like, oh, he's being filmed oh. on camera, so you can't see it on the webcam, you can just hear his voice, uh, and then you have the, the producer um, talking with the interviewee. Uh, so they got Carol Baskin, apparently, and I don't know if this is real or not, uh, but I've watched it, so like it looks real. Uh, but they could have clipped this in the same way that they're saying they're clipping Jimmy Fallon's lines. Um, mm. And it is Carol Baskin answering questions. I couldn't watch the whole thing. It was like so cringeworthy uh, to see her kind of be like lied to in this way, if it's, if it's real. Uh, but they would hit the buttons, and Jimmy Fallon would ask questions about the Cats TV show or... Uh, like he was interviewing an actual cat or like doing an interview with an actual cat one time um, or cat Dennings. And so they would like clip these wow. things as though they were talking to her about cats um, and got her to like answer questions about what was going on during COVID-19. And like, it's got to oh. be real, I would think, because it was, like the answers that she had seemed very much to do with like the now. Um, it was a real, r- little weird. That she would be completely tricked. That wasn't in the in the notes, but it was something that I literally watched a few hours ago and was like, "That's that's weird." Yeah, that's pretty wild. I think a buddy of mine told me about that the other day. Yeah, so messed up. Um, 
but she also might have killed her husband. So I don't know. That's even more messed up. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the uh, pitch meeting that uh, Screen Rant did? No, I'm sure the it's the pitch amazing. meeting video is pretty great. <laughs> Moving on before I get we're gonna get some controversial stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, Star Wars TV show happening. Oh, this has kind of been in the news for a while. Uh, it will be a female led TV show. Uh, Mandalorian season three is happening. Uh, it's already been greenlit, even though season two is not out yet. And then we do still have the Obi Wan Kenobi show. So this is a third show. Um, and Leslie Headland is going to be writing it, uh, and I believe producing it too. And she also was a creator of Russian Doll, which is a Netflix TV show. Um, about someone i haven't seen the show but from what i read it's about someone like reliving their birthday uh like i literally was making sure that i wasn't reading about happy death day because that's got a very similar synopsis <laughs> uh, so i don't know i don't know the show uh, but if you like russian doll and you like star wars then maybe this is like super super exciting for you i'm excited for more star wars especially on disney plus because mandalorian's done so well that i'm just this sounds cool to me i've heard that russian doll is pretty good from yeah one of her definitely well i can't speak to the content as well but it's just one of those shows i've heard come up in conversations on podcasts and stuff yeah it's netflix so it's probably pretty rated r i'm sure the star wars tv show won't be um but russian doll yeah it's pretty well received cool all right well there's a couple of things that we're geeking out about um lj we'll let you talk about your cool project that you've backed but me and shelly both have D&D stuff, so let's run through that real quick. What yeah, yeah. Your... Wow, you guys have D&D stuff I don't this week. Wow. <gasps> yeah. What the... What's your highlight, Shelly? I mean, I guess I do, but not worth anything yeah. talking about. Well, okay. Yeah, I I usually... I mean, I play D&D weekly, um, but I kind of wanted to talk about D&D this specific week because when my friends did a one-shot... Um, well, it's a... Yeah. We did. We played once. Actually, it was from a pre-made set. Um, so there's actually, I think, like four sessions. So it's not actually one shot, but it's not a full like thing. Um, but it's uh-huh. inspired by Edgar Allan Poe. So like ooh, the adventure ooh. was very Edgar Allan Poe related. Um, and so it like takes place, you know, kind of around that time. And it's like kind of dark and creepy. And we basically had to um, find this guy's wife who went to this party at this house and all the different rooms and all there's just a bunch of different references to his poems um like telltale heart there would be times where we'd have to roll a whiz save or we start hearing a thumping in our head um and other stuff like that so what was cool is i um we made our own characters right so i actually played a kenku um which if you don't know is like a raven person and i named her nevermore um and I sort of like that's cool because I didn't really have too much information like going into this adventure. We were kind of just told like it's Edgar right. Allan Poe related. So I was like, okay, here's my canon: is that I'm a Kenku uh, who's like the Raven from from like the um, from the Raven saying Nevermore, um, and that somehow I wandered into a church and was raised on. On, on like in a church or something so basically what's cool about kenku um what's interesting that kind of makes them difficult to play as is that they don't talk like normal people they can just mimic any sounds that they've heard um so they can like mimic anyone or anything perfectly but they just don't really talk like a normal mm. person 
Um, so what I ended up doing was <laughs> just trying to say Bible verses the whole time. Cause I'm like, okay, this bird was raised in a church, so it knows how to like preach. <laughs> and so there would be times in which we're like talking about something like, um, like one of the other characters is like very much like, oh, I want money and I'm very money oriented. And so I'd find verses about greed and be just like, you know, um, and, and just like <laughs> awesome. shame him for like trying to be so greedy. Um, That's so that was just, that was fun. Um, and actually it was really amusing because so we're all level one um and mm -hmm. the final boss ended up being like a giant worm um but most of the party didn't actually find the worm because there was basically a hole in the ground and our barbarian our level one barbarian's like i want to jump in the hole because i want i think the wife is down down there and we're just like we don't think she's down there we think we should keep exploring but if you want to jump down there be our guest and so he did um and he went down there uh, and he found the boss, and he beat the boss by himself. And our DM oh. even said, she was just like, yeah, I, I gave him extra HP because I thought he would, like, you know, just to make it a little bit more difficult for you guys. And <laughs> she, he just beat the boss um, and ended up cutting down her. Our... It just happens like that exactly. sometimes. Though. Like, D&D, &D, you never exactly. know. Exactly. No, it's a real thing. It was so funny because we <laughs> were just watching. He definitely could have died very easily if just he just was rolling really high um, and the worm nice. was not. And so we just beat it and our three to four hour <laughs> um, adventure, well, it was supposed to be three or four hours, only ended up being like two so um wow it was it was a lot of fun and it was basically just like oh yeah like there's the wife she's dead all the loose ends have been tied just because of that <laughs> <laughs> like you just found this guy really early and you killed him so that's awesome i think we're that's actually cool. playing the there's like three more adventures related to it that we're going to keep playing but um i just thought it would be fun to share my my kenku quoting bible verses <laughs> yeah that's awesome it was super fun that's that's fun yeah. cool so i have started playing D and I don't know how regular we're gonna be um because next week's mother's day so we of course started on a sunday that can't be consistent yeah um <laughs> every time uh but the dm has never dm'd before she's never played uh dungeons and dragons before so that's been really interesting uh, oh weird yes yeah, so really having to learn but she really wanted to be the dm uh so they bought she bought a starter kit uh that is the rick and morty starter kit yeah and oh, cool. pre-made characters and a pre-made story because uh, they're really really big fans of rick and morty and it's really funny like i don't want to i could each room that you go in, into in the dungeon is interesting so i'll only spoil the first like two because that's not it, it's like right away um but each room is kind of wonky in its own way. It's like the, you start out, and I should explain this too, is you are playing you're playing as though Rick is the dungeon master, and then oh. everyone else is characters in the Rick and Morty show playing D&D &D characters. Yeah. That sounds that's awesome. I've heard. So you're like not... Yeah. You're like playing as the, the character's character, right? Characters yeah. and then the class. That's super funny. That's so it's awesome. that like makes it really interesting in itself. Uh, so I am playing who would have thought meta. a half elf yeah. fighter. Yeah, because uh, I'm always a half elf fighter. And that's true. There was one, and I was like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I was like, it's perfect. Uh, which is 
Morty's sister. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Uh, but it's been great because I'm very familiar with that. and it, It's easy for me having a character that I, I've almost basically played as before. Um, and a lot of stuff was similar. Uh, so I'm able to kind of help with the like questions that she has with DMing without having to look at everything and be like, let me see it first. Uh, so oh, cool. the first two kind of first two rooms that you go into just kind of give an example of what it's about it starts you off you have no backstories because rick doesn't care rick is like <laughs> you don't need backstories i don't care what your backstories are you find a staircase you have to go down the staircase because it's a dungeon and it's like <laughs> what you don't get to know why there's a dungeon you don't get he's like because that's, we're playing dungeon dragons that's what you're doing that's awesome that's so meta <laughs> all right can we go out yeah it's yeah. like the dm has like, okay. to role play at that point like that's wow. yeah it's really cool it's cool uh so we're like what happens if we go up the stairs and they're like then you don't play dungeons and dragons <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Leave. Like, bye <laughs> yeah you don't play <laughs> it's like okay um and then there's a room with these statues and so there's like five statues and of course we're investigating every single statue uh, and so one of the statues finally is like, there's a hidden compartment. As you're like, all right, we open up the hidden compartment. We're like, there's a note. We're like, all right, we, we read the note. And then you're like, all right, the note reads, this is the third room in the entire dungeon. Get moving. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the note says? Yeah. They're like, That's we're not awesome. going to be here all night. Keep See, going. <laughs> this is hilarious because it's basically like, all of what dms are thinking but the, because it's a <laughs> right. game it's yeah. just like that's what you do because this totally happens in real games it's like dms will be just like okay like you can't go this way because i don't have an adventure plan like i could do something out like pull something out of my butt or yeah. you could do the adventure i planned and have like a lot of fun and sometimes you do have to be right. kind of meta be just like okay i was really hoping you would do this and like if you don't want to fine yeah. but we're just i just have to say that um and yeah like always uh, my dm friends always talk about how it's like yeah i thought this adventure was only gonna take three hours and then end up being like six or something like ridiculous in the room forever yeah, yeah. especially and like they really built it wisely like there's five different statues <clears throat> mm-hmm. so of course you investigate all five different statues because that's what a player is gonna do and it was yeah. like, just Absolutely. go we those just things, started playing <laughs> those things might turn that's awesome and try to kill you so like why wouldn't you <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's a lot more fun things. I would say um, so far it's been relatively safe. Uh, I think there's curse words in the um, in the books because it's Rick and he's voicing uh, the narrations uh, for the DM. So I'm sure you could spin that up and not use the curse words. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, definitely. Um, I would say totally if you wanted to play this, you totally could, and you know depending on your level of uh, comfort with that kind of thing. Um, still have a yeah, really yeah. good time. Cool. Yeah, it's great. A uh, lot of references to the show that you may not get, um, but I don't think you need the references to the show. And at this point, a lot of the references that I saw were very much like, uh, they're almost pop culture references. And they're oh, okay. not direct references. Uh, there's not like a me six or something in there yet huh. that I've seen. It's really creative stuff. Like, those two were really funny, but there's some things that are happening that are, like, actually really, um, like, creative gameplay-wise. 
that I wouldn't have thought of doing. Um, so that's really cool. And like I said, I don't want to give anything away, but recommend. It's been fun. Cool. Uh, Morty is a half orc rogue, and Beth, which <laughs> is the so mother, random. is a cleric with huh. an armor class of like eighteen. Wow, that's awesome. Nice. That's pretty high. Yeah, I was like, so you're just never gonna get hit. <laughs> <laughs> I've almost died like three times. I will throw that out there. We're only playing what? Three what level? Like, are the characters? Uh, level one. With an AC of eighteen, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, her, the cleric is armor class of eighteen. I have an armor class of fourteen. Yeah, that's more reasonable. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I have twelve HP, but I keep losing it. My next, maybe people can help me out with this. I haven't brought this up on the podcast. I don't think. I try not to stay too long on D anD D, but um, tell me if if this will work on hashtag GGCast on Twitter. I want to make a character that is a during the day, it's very like Jekyll and Hyde, kind of werewolf-esque in this way. Um, if you watch Seven Deadly Sins, it makes me think of Pride. Uh, but during the day, he's going to be a very like weak uh, but smart um, druid. And then at night, turn into a barbarian. And I know that my armor is going to mess with things doing that. Um, but the way that I'm going to build it out, it'll be two different character sheets um, that I'll just I'll level them up at the same time. Uh, and then I'll play as one during the day, and the other one I turn into at night. And I feel like that should make it really creative for the D and the dungeon master DM to like decide when they're going to uh, make certain missions. Like, oh, you got to do this at night so that it's the barbarian's call or whatever. That sounds cool. Yeah, I want to do that. It's gonna be a while from now because we got to get through some of these uh, pre-made stuff before our DM will be, I think, comfortable with making our own stories. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my plan. Cool. I feel like Shelly's deeply thinking about this character idea. Yeah. No, it's cool. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a very cool homebrew idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it'll work out and it won't be. My worry would be it being OP, and I don't think it will be because I think it should actually do be a disservice because my armor and weapons um, for a bard would be different. Or not a bard, but a druid would be different than a barbarian's. Right. Uh, so we'll see. Anyways, what I you said back stuff. I'm assuming like Kickstarter, LJ. Yes, yeah. I'll try to keep it short since we're running a little long. So one yeah, of the first things okay. I backed on on Kickstarter was uh, so there's this game from the developers of Killer Queen, uh, which they were so cool to us during the pledge drive. I was like, I'm gonna back their game that they're making during this nice. quarantine period. It's called <laughs> Abs versus the Mad Queen, and it's a single player game done in the Killer Queen Black Engine. And so you play as one of the worker characters, and it's like, I think it's like almost like a roguelike or like a runner style deal. Uh, it looks cool, though, and I think they're trying to, like, make it quickly within, like, a month just to try to, like, you know, make money and stuff like that since they can't have people out at the arcades playing the arcade version of Killer Queen Black because yeah. it's from the uh, arcade devs of the arcade version. Um, okay. So I'm excited about that. Uh, the other thing I backed, so that was Kickstarter. The other thing I backed was on Indiegogo, and it was the creator of Earthworm Jim. He's doing a book called Bigfoot Bill 2. Apparently he did, well, there was a first one, obviously. Uh, but last year he did a campaign for to bring back another Earthworm Jim comic. Uh, the reason why I wanted to back the Bigfoot Bill thing was because uh, for all the backers got a, it's a 25-page preview of the Earthworm Jim 2 book he's doing. 
but it's from the artist. Like the cover of the book is from the artist uh, that created Hellboy, Mike Mignola. So I'm like, yeah, as a Hellboy fan, I was like, I'm it's, I'm for that. It's uh, LJ's thing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was like, so I backed when I when I backed it on Indiegogo, I bought the first and second Bigfoot Bill books. So that way, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna get two and not know what you know, not know what the first one is. So it's crazy weird looking like Earthworm Jim stuff. Um, so yeah, those were the projects like that. Uh, the other thing I did was on Bandcamp. So Bandcamp is, uh, doing for the first Friday of the, for the next three months, I believe they're not taking any, any funds from the purchases of these artists. So I think they only get like a 15% cut anyway. Uh, so I was like, uh, I was telling Maurice, I'm like, man, the soundtrack Streets of Rage is awesome. And he told me about that thing they're doing. And so I went and bought the Streets of Rage 4 soundtrack on Bandcamp. And then at the same time, I also found out Kill Switch Engage is also doing a B-Sides of their newest album uh, for this month. And uh, I think it's a, it's like a charity thing for COVID-19. And so you can, you can pay as little as a dollar for the album. But I think it's like, Maybe like a week or two. It's pretty short, but basically you pay what you want for the B sides, which is basically like songs they didn't that didn't make it make it into the album. So that's a lot, but I don't know. It was just somehow this weekend I was just like I don't know. I was all over the place backing projects and stuff, and just supporting other creators out there because I know you know if I was in their shoes, I'd want them to do the same thing for me. So yeah, that's it. Cool, sweet. Well, we'll end the podcast there. LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LJ and streaming on Friday nights at twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. Cool. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Peace out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.